0: This is Arizona Financial Talk with Aaron Easel from First Guarantee Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Aaron provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Arizona Financial Talk with your host, Aaron Easolt.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Arizona Financial Talk. My name is Aaron Easelt from First Guarantee Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at area code 480-284-6393 or you can reach us toll free at 866-393-7799. You can also visit us online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. Now, during the last year, when many people have been working from home, reducing their trips out, About and helping their children and grandchildren adapt to virtual learning, time has become a funny thing. Hours and days have, for some, blended together, but you know who's been paying very close attention to the calendar? The IRS. (laughs) Yes, sir.
0: The IRS. (laughs) Every time you say the IRS, (laughs) we're going to hear the sad trombone. How about that?
1: Good. Yes. And during today's show, we're going to discuss some potential tax breaks and credits from three different categories. The first category is people in their 50s and 60s. The second category is people who are self-employed. And the final category is tax breaks that are available to anyone. But before we get further into strategies for dealing with the tax man, let me introduce my co-host. You've already heard him a little bit. Tony Shore, how are you doing? Yeah, I
0: had to interrupt you there for a little fun because you said the IRS. Um I yes. am doing great. Uh, even though we're talking about taxes, it's good to have strategies and know what's going on. So that's a good thing. I've had a crazy week, really busy, uh, but I am exci- I am excited though, Aaron, because the temperatures have finally gotten above a negative 24 here in Minnesota. They've they've risen some since we've And gone. we
1: like that though, don't we in in Minnesota? <laughs>
0: it actually hit 40 here this past last weekend so we're doing Ooh. we're doing better that's a, that's people were out in t-shirt and shorts at that point there yeah. you go how about you how have you been enjoying the warmer weather
1: it is it's turning here uh we're starting to get the uh, buds on the trees and and a lot more sunshine but this is when i like the cold here in arizona well, sure. i don't want the heat to come yeah. on so
0: yeah in arizona you're not looking forward to the 112 summer
1: No, sir. No, sir. (laughs) Don't like that. I like it right now where it's at, and then you can uh, take the summers and do whatever you want. I'll tell you what, I I wish I was in Arizona right
0: now. Uh, I consider you fortunate. That's that's for sure. Yes. But uh, yeah, so you've been busy, I assume, with tax season and everything going on? Yes, sir
1: everybody's got tax questions and or, you know, what's going on as far as is there any differences between normal tax seasons and these tax seasons that we're going through? Um, So, yes, we have been busy not only taking calls, but uh, helping people uh, with their retirement questions and whatnot as well. Well,
0: I think this is the perfect time of the year to obviously kick around ideas about taxes. And I'm sure there are some listening that have already filed, but I'd be willing to bet most haven't. So hopefully we'll give them some good insight today. And you know what? With the COVID-19 vaccines making their way across the country, what could be better or a bigger sigh of relief than filing your taxes and getting your vaccine, right? Exactly right. Yeah. So how do you want to get us started on this topic today?
1: Well, let's start by looking at some potential tax breaks for folks in their 50s and 60s. A recent U.S. News & World Report article 10 tax breaks for people over 50, has some really terrific information. While in your 50s and 60s, that may mean you're moving a little slower than you were back in your 20s, the good news is there are some very real financial advantages to being in that age bracket. As the article notes, once you turn 50, and especially when you hit 65, you may get a bigger standard deduction and you can potentially earn more before you even have to file a tax return. Additionally, if you're older than 50, you may be able to defer taxes or perhaps avoid them altogether on the money you're using for retirement and health savings accounts.
0: Well, that sounds great. I mean, a bigger standard deduction. I like the sound of that.
1: I do, too, Tony. As long as you don't itemize what you're deducting, you can utilize a larger standard deduction if you or your spouse is 65 or older. The current standard deduction for seniors is one thousand six hundred and fifty dollars more than the deduction for people younger than sixty-five who file as an individual. Uh, married couples can bump their standard deduction by thirteen hundred if one spouse is at least sixty-five, and twenty-six hundred if both. Oh, excuse me, both spouses are at least sixty-five.
0: Okay, so you also mentioned a larger filing threshold. You can't see me, but I'm wearing making air quotes right there. Tell us more about that. <laughs> what do you mean by that?
1: Sure. Those who are 65 or older can have a gross income of as much as $14,050 before they have to file a tax return for 2020. That's $1,650 more than younger workers. For married couples, the threshold is $27,500 if both spouses are 65 or older and it's 26,100 if at least one of the spouses is 65 or older. You should note however that even if you're below the filing requirement, you may still want to file a tax return so you can qualify for any potential tax credits or refunds of withheld income taxes. Sure.
0: And I don't think I'm breaking any new ground by saying that taxes can be very confusing. I mean, all those rules and requirements you're talking about. So, if you haven't already, you might want to work closely with a financial services professional, somebody like yourself, Aaron, because they're likely to have that wealth of experience and insight when it comes to taxes. Uh, don't take on the tax man alone is, I guess, what I'm trying to say, right?
1: Yes, sir. I'm right there with you, Tony. Another place folks who are 65 or older may find some relief is with property taxes, First, we should note that property tax regulations differ considerably depending on your state and municipality, but in some locations, people older than a certain age who earn below a defined threshold may be able to take advantage of property or school tax relief. Be sure to carefully research the property and school district taxes in your community to make sure you're taking advantage of all your potential tax breaks. It may mean you have to fill out some extra paperwork But it'll be worth it if it helps you save a few bucks on your taxes.
0: Right. And we've talked a lot so far about tax breaks for people who are 65 and older. But there are also some potential tax strategies for people out there who are younger
1: than that, right? There definitely are. For example, once you turn 50, you can funnel an extra $1,000 into an IRA for a total of $7,000 in 2020. Additionally, a worker in their 50s who's in the 24% tax bracket and who maxes out an IRA would stay $1,680 on their current tax wow. bill.
0: Okay. So in 401k, catch-ups also begin at age 50. Isn't that right?
1: That's exactly right. Workers who are 50 or older can defer income taxes on an additional $6,500 in their 401k than younger workers. Remember, taxes on your 401k aren't due until you begin taking withdrawals.
0: Right. And I think that's really important to note. Now, uh, this has been a great show so far, but why don't we take a moment here for you to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to set up a complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation.
1: Good idea. So you can call me at area code 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-866. 393
0: All right. Sounds great. And we're talking about how you can get yourself ready for tax season. And I think uh, filing for taxes can be a source of anxiety for a lot of people, but especially self-employed people. And I know you wanted to talk about that a little bit. I mean, there's something to be said for those of us who have employers and just have that money taken out of our paycheck. And that's a luxury. Self-employed people obviously don't have So what are some of the options for self-employed folks when it comes to tax deductions?
1: Well, the good news is there are a number of potentially very good options. An Investopedia article, 15 tax deductions and benefits for the self-employed has some outstanding information. For example, if you're self-employed, your internet and phone bills are a good place to start. Whether or not you claim a home office on your deductions, you can claim the business portion of your phone and internet costs. You'll just want to make sure that you only deduct what you're directly spending on things for your work.
0: Well, yeah, you have to be careful there, but I think phone and internet deductions are going to really come into play this year because so many people have been working from home due to COVID-19 as well.
1: That's a very good point. Health insurance is another significant area that the self-employed should be aware of. If you're covering your own health insurance premiums and don't qualify to participate in a plan through a spouse's employer, you can deduct all of your health, dental, and qualified long-term care insurance premiums. Additionally, you can deduct the premiums you paid to cover your spouse, dependents, and children who are 27 or younger at the end of the year, even if you don't claim them as dependents on your taxes.
0: Yeah. And clearly, if you're self-employed, working with a financial professional may be a smart move because they can provide you with guidance, not only on taxes, but your overall financial strategy as well. And, And one thing I'm curious about is what a person can deduct when it comes to meals.
1: It's a good question. And I think you're right that meal deductions can be a real source of confusion. You can deduct meals whenever you're traveling for business At a business conference or entertaining clients, but don't forget that the meal can't be overly extravagant. The article also notes a temporary rule change on meal deduction. Through 2022, you can deduct 100% of meals as long as they're served in a restaurant. Previously, you could only deduct 50% of the meal's cost if you kept your receipt or 50% of the standard meal allowance if you have the record of time, place, and business purpose of the meal.
0: Wow, that sounds like a good rule change. And I imagine that will be a nice, if temporary, perk for a lot of self-employed people out there. What's
1: next? Well, I think the next critical subject is travel. Simply put, to qualify for a tax deduction, your business travel must be longer than one ordinary workday and must include sleep or rest and take place outside of the area of your tax home which is generally considered the city where your business is located. Additionally, to qualify as a business trip, you need to have a specific business purpose scheduled before you leave home. And during the trip, you must engage in real business activity. Business activity includes cultivating new clients and customers, meeting with clients and learning new skills that directly benefit your business. As the article notes, Handing out your business card during a friend's Las Vegas bachelor party doesn't make your trip a tax-deductible business expense. It
0: doesn't? Uh, All right. Well, it it. it probably goes without saying, but if you do travel a lot for business, then make sure you're keeping accurate records and receipts in case the IRS gets curious about what you're up to. Uh, What are some of the rules for a self-employed person's vehicle use then?
1: That's another really great question, Tony. If you're using your car for business purposes, your costs for those drives are tax deductible. This is another place where tidy record keeping is going to be really important because you'll want to track the date, mileage, and reason for each trip. It's important not to claim personal trips as business trips though.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's always a good a good that's always good advice. Now, how does that deduction
1: work though? The easiest step is to calculate deductions using the standard mileage rate that's determined by the IRS. The standard mileage rate is 57.5 cents per mile in 2020 and 56 cents per mile in 2021. Wait, so
0: it went down? The standard mileage rate went down. It should go up. They should be giving us more every year. I mean, gas I gas prices went up. That's weird. Oh, well. Go ahead.
1: And simply write down the miles you've driven and then multiply them by the standard rate. Your total is then deductible.
0: That's that's good, I guess. How about education write-offs for schooling?
1: Any education expenses you want to deduct have to be related to maintaining your business or enhancing your skills in that way that will improve your business. The expenses for classes intended to help you prepare for a new career aren't deductible.
0: Okay, I guess that makes sense. Now, our time is just about up for this section. So let's take another moment here, Aaron, to let our listeners know how to get a hold of you.
1: Certainly. Uh, you can reach me toll free at 866 393 7799 or locally at 480 284 6393.
0: All right, thanks. And during today's show, we're looking at strategies for tax season. And you've been tailoring our conversation today, Aaron. To potential tax breaks in three different categories. Uh, we started with benefits for folks in their 50s and 60s, uh, then breaks for the self-employed, and now finally tax breaks that could apply to anyone. And we've addressed the first two, so now it's time to look at some potential tax breaks that anybody can utilize. How, how do you want to get us started?
1: Well, a, Kipl- a Kiplinger article, 20 Most Overlooked Tax Breaks and Deductions, has some really interesting perspectives. Its first easy to miss deduction is out of pocket charity contributions. While it's easy to remember big charitable contributions, chances are you've made some smaller gifts during the year. For example, did you make a meal or dish for a nonprofit fundraiser? The ingredients you used may be deductible. If you helped your kids mail out flyers for their school's fundraising event, the stamps you purchased may be deducted. Mm. Make sure you keep your receipts, and if your contribution is more than $250, you'll need the organization to document your contribution.
0: Okay, Uh, I see. Now, a friend of mine, Aaron, recently claimed that gambling losses may be written off. (laughs) I had to laugh, but is that true?
1: Yeah, it's true, Tony, although it's not without wrinkles. This deduction is only available if you itemize and it's limited to the total of gambling winnings you report Ah. as a taxable income. You should also note that in addition to losses at casinos and racetracks, you can also deduct losses you've incurred through non-winning bingo cards, lottery tickets, and raffle tickets. Be sure to keep all of your gambling receipts, and the IRS also urges keeping a daily diary of your gambling activities that details the date, type of gambling, the name and location of the gambling establishment, the names of the people you gambled with and the tallies (laughs) of what you won and lost.
0: Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, You might also want to keep those gambling receipts for your financial services professional, Aaron, because they're probably going to have plenty of questions about your gambling habits. I've never been a gambler, but uh, I never realized you could write off your, uh, your gambling debts. But also- uh, that's only if you actually claim your winnings. <laughs> so little caveat there that mm-hmm. most people uh, uh, might get caught up in. So what do you have next for us?
1: Well, jury pay is probably one that a lot of people haven't considered before. Many employers continue to pay their workers while they're serving on a jury with the stipulation that they give their jury pay to the company. The problem is the IRS requires you to report your jury pay as income. To balance things out, you can deduct the amount of jury pay you give to your employer.
0: Well, and that's certainly not one I'd considered before. I I guess I've never had jury duty or had to work that out with an employer. That's interesting. Now, one thing I have had experience in that I wanted to ask you about, and that's child care, where that factors into tax deductions for folks.
1: With child care, you can claim a tax credit rather than a deduction and that may come with more advantages because it reduces your overall tax bill dollar to dollar. For example, in the 24% tax bracket, each dollar of deductions is equivalent to 24 cents, but each dollar of tax credits is worth an actual dollar. You may qualify for a tax credit worth between 20% and 35% of your childcare expenses while you work. However, If your employer provides a child care reimbursement account in which you can pay for child care with pre-tax dollars, that may be an even smarter move. Money that flows through a reimbursement account isn't subject to federal income tax, and it's also shielded from the 7.65 payroll tax.
0: Wow. Yeah, those child care uh, credits or tax credits are great. Now, obviously, making sure you're working your child care expenses to your advantage is, Seems like another great reason to work with somebody like yourself so you don't miss that.
1: You're absolutely right, Tony. And something else I'd like to point out is the credit for dependents is another potentially valuable credit to be aware of. This is a separate $500 credit for your dependents who don't qualify for the child tax credit. So your older children who don't require daycare can still save you some very real money when it comes time to file your taxes. This credit also applies to older relatives if you're caring for them in your home.
0: Oh, okay. And I'm I'm the first to admit that all of these tax rules and deductions and credits you're talking about can seem overwhelming and some of them are surprising I didn't realize that they were all available. I mean, it's a lot of information. So, but in my experience doing a little homework, getting educated and working with a good financial professional and taking a couple of deep breaths while you're at it is really all you need,
1: right? You are paying attention, Tony. <laughs> this is a good yep. thing. I, I agree 100%. But let's get back to the kiddos for another moment. In a lot of communities, private K-12 tuition seems to be rivaling the sticker price at some colleges. Thankfully, you can pay your kids private school tuition from the same savings accounts that are used for college tuition. You can take a tax-free distribution from a 529 savings plan for as much as $10,000 per student, every year to help cover the tuition at a religious or private K-12 through school. While you can pay from multiple 529s, you can't go over the total limit.
0: That's right. And if a private school is part of your plan, this is definitely a deduction you'll want to utilize. Now, this has been a terrific show today, Aaron, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today?
1: Well, as always, we've covered a lot in this episode, so if you'd like more information about what we've discussed, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website, ArizonaFinancialTalk.com, or call my office at 480-284-6393, toll free at 866-393-7799, to discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement You've worked so hard for
0: all right thanks aaron and listeners that does it for today's episode of arizona financial talk with our host aaron easel thank you for listening to arizona financial talk don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan for more information please contact aaron easel at first guarantee financial call 480-284-6393 or 866-393-7799 or visit them online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Forethought Investment Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through First Guarantee Financial, an affiliated company. Aaron Eazle, Forethought Investment Group, LLC, and First Guarantee Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.